Hey there, welcome to the Field Trip Podcast. My name is Brent Terhune. Joining me on this episode is uh, none other than the indelible, which is a word that I don't know what that means, Wes Ward. What's up? What up, Wes Mites? Uh, I just made that up now. <laughs> the Wes Heads? Wes Heads. Uh, the, you, you should be called the, the West Memphis Three. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I should be. Well, why not? You, <laughs> I don't you, think that would be great for You my don't career. like a true crime case where children died? Yeah, no, I don't. And I also think that would be a hor- that would be horrible for my career. They're like, "Do you not know what that means?" <laughs> I'm like, "What?" I just thought it sounded good. What if what if you're Kanye West? Kanye West, I don't I mean, I don't think him as as good a rapper as he is. Your album produ- should be called should have been called North by Northwest. It should have been, but, but it wasn't. In- but instead, it's called White Forest Whitaker. <laughs> it is. It is called White Forest Whitaker, and it's available on uh, what all the streaming platforms. All the streaming platforms, uh, the Spotify, iTunes. Did you do any Napster. physical copies? Uh, I did do physical copies. Uh, I didn't sell great. Yeah. So, That's because I'm, I'm. I'll have something out here in the next year, uh, so I was just wondering if it was worth doing well, physical you, copies anymore. I don't know if you know this. You probably have people that show up sometimes. I'm very you. famous. No, You're very a fame, a very famous guy. Last night at the show, I had one guy who came up to me afterwards and was like, "I didn't know you were going to be here," but uh, <laughs> I'm a huge fan. <laughs> So That's even, amazing. even when people don't know, they still know. That speaks of my uh, great promotional work. Yeah. Well, the, um, the gig was because all of you. That it was, was it. It was only. Uh, also, what's your uh, your other social media stuff? Oh, it's uh, at Westward Comedy on Instagram, Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, OnlyFans. So any of those. <laughs> and the premium Snapchat. <laughs> my premium Snapchat is... Uh, uh, West by himself, uh, uh, or no, that's not. West no. gave me the promo code, and let me tell you, he's going <laughs> buck wild over there on that premium Snapchat. <laughs> the, uh, the costumes I wear, <laughs> it's just filters. I can tell. <laughs> um, but the the topic at hand today, before we get into it, uh, listener, is worst wrestling gimmicks, mm. and we will get to that. But uh, I was thinking today, how when did I even meet you, Wes? Oh man, that's a good question. It had to have been at Lin- it had to have been at the room I run. Okay, and if maybe it, that was it. Yeah, the one that I did last night. That okay. Yeah, Lynch's or maybe we did like another show together yeah. somewhere. Because you're in Michigan, I am in Michigan, where we are right now. And yes. I'm from Indianapolis, so I see you occasionally, a couple times a year. Yeah, right. But we'll talk on the internet, and you know, we always go to wrestling, so that's why I wanted to. Do this topic oh, right. with you? Yeah, it's right just, now you're wearing a Macho Man. I am. Shirt. I'm wearing. I didn't do this on purpose either. And uh, right now I'm wearing a Richard Pryor shirt. Perfect, so that's dude. Perfect we for did wrestling. it. We just coordinated. <laughs> uh, my, everyone know my favorite wrestler is Richard Pryor. That's yeah. crazy that you're wearing a shirt. Yeah. What was his finisher? Uh, <laughs> the motherfucker. <laughs> uh, it was the he would set himself on fire. Okay. And then yeah. run around the ring. You can only do it a couple times. Right. Uh, he, he was hardcore before hardcore ever started. <laughs> He was king of the uh, death match. Um, how long have you been doing stand-up? Just so we can uh, give the listeners some kind of bio uh, on nine you. Nine years. Nine years. Nine long years. And you've recently changed your gimmick up as well. We'll talk about what that means, but <laughs> you've uh, you've recently lost a whole bunch of weight. How much lo- have you lost? I lost about uh, 80 pounds. You look good. Ah, thank you. Wait, and t- what's... Uh, Everybody's always like, when you lose weight, people always want to know how. Usually, there's you just exercise and eat less, <laughs> you know. But how did you do that? 
I'm gonna I'm gonna be 100 percent honest. I did not eat less. Okay, uh, that is not possible for me. But yeah, I well, did, me, you're uh, you're talking to me, so. right? True. Uh, I just changed what I was eating. Mm-hmm. I guess I just uh, I don't even want to because everyone makes fun, but it's keto. That's what I did. That's I did. It worked. If you it, lost 80 pounds, why it, would somebody make fun of you for because, that? Because because everyone's like, it's like the whole thing where people are like, oh, how do you know somebody does CrossFit? They can't stop telling you every yeah, five seconds yeah. or whatever. Well, I'm not gonna lie. Though when I first started losing this weight, I'm like, holy shit, this keto is amazing. Yeah. Like, oh, uh, we kept talking about it because you because for the longest time you're like. You just hate yourself because mm-hmm. you're just fat and just gross. And I'm still fat and gross, but I'm less fat. <laughs> well, I'm still gross, but I'm less fat. <laughs> so uh, the the gross hasn't changed. The gross so. has not changed. It's actually gotten worse. Uh, <laughs> uh, I cut my ears sh- uh, shaving my head. Well, that was the head. other gimmick change up. You <laughs> shaved your uh, you shaved your head. I did. I shaved my head. I don't. I mean, I don't. I, I was going for those extra couple pounds. Did you? Uh, what, what was the motivation? Did you think you were losing your hair? No, I was losing my hair. Okay. Oh, God. Yeah, I've been losing my hair since I was like 24. My brother was like from like age 16. Just. What? Yeah. So he, he went. He shaved cousin. early. I have a cousin that lost his hair like when he was a freshman in high school. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Man. Good God. Just, and I, that? every every couple of weeks, I just look at myself in the mirror. I'm like, this forehead's getting bigger. <laughs> but I still have hair, so I don't know. I don't right. know. We'll see how it goes. I'm, I'm not one to like, hold, I, if yeah, it's going, I'll just. Yeah, I don't think your hair just... is uh, bad. I think, I don't, I think your uh, hairline looks natural. This is uh, the hairline podcast, <laughs> is that what we're talking about? Actually, uh, if. I was trying to think of a uh, hair plug product, but I don't. I can't think of one. That's how bad at, I- at improv men, I am. Just for men or whatever. Is that yeah. No, uh, that's a hair coloring. Area. Sure, hair club uh, for men. It's blue chew for your hair. <laughs> Do you want stiff hair? <laughs> okay, let's uh, let's talk about the worst gimmicks in wrestling. Ooh. And if you've made it this far in the episode, I was I'm hesitant <laughs> to do. Um, podcast specifically about wrestling because it's such a, a, a niche niche thing i use two different yeah. Yeah. same, same the same word but um uh, let's talk about what it means to, to have a gimmick in wrestling because when whenever you hear gimmick outside of wrestling to me it always sounds condescending of like oh that guy's got a gimmick oh it does kind of doesn't it uh, i don't think it should like be. if there's a comedian that juggles you'd be like that's a gimmick comic or, you know right. what i'm saying oh yeah i get what you're saying there are guitar comics Some yeah i think that's a gimmick where it's not or, straight stand-up magician mm-hmm. um yeah uh what does it, what's it mean to have a gimmick that's what we're talking well about. just in wrestling is essentially i was thinking about it i think it's just when your wrestler has a character oh right like uh the undertaker is a gimmick. yeah because then i wanted if we're going to talk about the worst ones i would like to highlight some of the best wrestling gimmicks and right. i didn't prepare a list for that but just off the right. top of your head you well, just said undertaker well, undertaker is probably the the most recognizable one because everyone knows he's not mm-hmm. dead like yeah. he's not a he's dead not a guy, dead man but he's not a real undertaker he's not a real undertaker his power doesn't come from an urn no he doesn't shoot lightning bolts as at his opponents for real <laughs> yeah uh but it's very recognizable nobody questions it like you know what i mean like when when he is when he's in, when he comes down the when he's aisle, in gimmick, when he's yeah. in gimmick, yeah, there you go. When he's in gimmick, no one, no, like, that's not the Undertaker. That's yeah. Mark Calloway. No one's doing mm-hmm. that. Everyone's and he's looking at him. That's but that's also one of those where he's been around for thirty years. It's true. So now at this point, I think there are a lot of things where you see it and they've been around for a while. That, and I'm not saying Undertaker gets a pass because I don't think he needs one. No. But sometimes you've been around for so long that you just like, oh, that's so and so. You know. True. Uh, I get that. Um, I think 
uh, God, we're getting off top. We're going to good gimmicks, but I think the Fiend's kind of doing that. Like yeah, Bray the, Wyatt, the Bray Fiend. Bray Wyatt, the Fiend. I think he's kind of like bringing that. Like, yeah, holy crap, this guy's out of his mind. And this this is happening right now. So if you're not familiar, uh, it, it's his name is Bray Wyatt. B R A Y Wyatt. Right. And, but then he also has the alter ego of the, the Fiend. The Fiend, and it's uh, I think me personally, I love it. Mm-hmm. I think it's brilliant. I it completely. It's one of those things that even though I'm 35 uh, and single and living in a house I don't own. Uh, <laughs> but you changed your gimmick up recently. All right, I changed my gimmick up. Um, it really, uh, it kind of like puts me back into that looking at The Undertaker for the first time. Mm-hmm. Like, holy crap, who is this guy? Yeah. What, what is this guy's deal? It, like, well, it is insane. It's insane. one of those where you could describe his character in a tweet. Right. You know? Monster Be- guy. Monster, because like... What he he appears as Bray Wyatt, the guy, and he does the the Firefly Funhouse. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even talk which about is, that. He's got two yeah, gim- this guy's got which two is gimmicks. Very much uh, Mr. Rogers and Pee Wee's Playhouse. This it's uh, he's got this guy's got two gimmicks. Yeah, he's got multiple gimmicks. And then when he appears in ring, he appears with the mask on. Right, and it was created uh, helped created by tom savini right who if you know anything about horror did a lot of makeup he was i think he was in vietnam so we saw a lot of stuff that inspired him to make right. all these other masks he's done some for slipknot but it's a scary mask they were yeah, like it's when he first debuted uh, the fiend uh, parents were complaining that it was too scary so exa- that's amazing by yeah the way. which is I that's what that. you want i you love know? that there's still parents out there that are like uh, this is too frightening for mm-hmm. my children, and that's yeah, it is what you want. <laughs> and also, it's funny to kind of watch it go back around, and now kids are like wearing the fiend mask. Yeah. it's so crazy to me. Just, like, yeah, I did not expect that to happen. <laughs> but like, if you watch any wrestling events, there'll be like a four-year-old wearing a fiend mask, mm-hmm. like, and she's like, "The fiend!" Like, yeah, it's like crazy. Yeah. Um, and then I, I think the other thing with a good gimmick, you can de- debut with a bad one. Or even a good one, but over time it has to evolve. Right. You can't just, because, you know, Taker turned into the biker Taker. The biker guy. And then even when he debuted as The Undertaker, he was very robotic and stiff. Right. And I think eventually, you know, on different podcasts and stuff, uh, people around him would be like, he wants to be able to work like a real wrestler that moves around, is not robotic, is not stiff. And that's how he came back from, he, he... Went to the biker character yeah, so and then came back. Have good wrestling, and now it's a hybrid of like biker movement. It really as, is. Yeah, that that character. It is a hybrid. He's kind of the hybrid of the biker <clears throat> character and the old I'm dead. Yeah, the guy. dead guy. Yeah. Um, right. Like, uh, and then with him, he also had another. He had a gimmick out Paul Bear. Yeah. So he had like a Paul Bear. What a great Paul Bear is. You know the manager, uh, and I get. I guess you know the funeral. Caretaker guy, like again, it's what was if he? You, <laughs> actually, when you think about it, he just I, had a just, punny name. Yeah, you're like all right, all right, pal, you're his uh, manager now. Yeah, well, yeah, and you'll notice in the list that that I have is a lot of the, like the puns and the stuff based on one name. It it doesn't take off at all, <laughs> but we don't think twice about Paul Bearer. We don't. Na- <laughs> he did it so. Percy Pringle did that so good. Yeah, that he. What's also that. That's I think is his real name, right? Percy Pringle, or at least I know that it's Percy, but I'm not sure if his last yeah. name is actually Pringle. Maybe Just it could be bizarre. Yeah, Percy it is. Pringle. It's such a, he was even his regular Percy Pringle won't work. Let's name him Paul Bearer. <laughs> That's better. <laughs> I could see I could see Vince McMahon, the owner, being like, Ah, Percy Pringle sounds 
shitty. Let's <laughs> let's give him a different name. Yeah, Paul Bear. It's shitty, but let's give him one that I came up with. <laughs> yeah, right. That's less shitty, but still <laughs> shitty, uh, yeah. kind of. Another one before we get into the worst ones. I think ones that debuted not great and then they become something that everybody loves would be currently the New Day. Oh, right. <clears throat> Where yeah. they they're fir- that's three black guys. Initially, they were supposed to be uh, <laughs> pastors. And their their whole gimmick was positivity, so they were talking right. about the power of positivity, um, which is funny because they still kept some of yeah they they that made it their initial, own, and then they built onto it mm-hmm. and made it their own like their own personalities. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like the example of like turning something, you know that I don't think that the gimmick. At the start was great. It wasn't the worst one they mm-hmm. had. I mean, Kofi's was, I used to be a Jamaican guy. Yeah, even the guy in New Day, he, he used to be Jamaican. Right. And forever talked in the Jamaican accent. And he was and then, not. And then eventually, yeah, I, I heard an interview with him where he would get like calls from reporters, like almost investigative reporters to be like, it says right here, you went to high school in blank. And like, he's like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, <laughs> Can you imagine a guy just in a hotel room alone talking to a guy on the phone, but he has to fake this Jamaican accent? What's even more fun is to think of the guy that gets the assignment mm-hmm. that has to investigate Kofi Kingston, whether or not he's actually from Jamaica. Or I not. want pictures of Spider-Man and <laughs> Kofi Kingston. <laughs> right now, $250 a piece. Where it, and now currently there's a, a lady named Lana who is the ravishing Russian. Ooh. And she had the accent, and right. now it's kind of going away. Right. I so don't that's, know why they did that. I don't know. It's just because everybody knows she's not really Russian. Right. I At this so. point, you know, you can look on the internet and she's see her right. name's not Lana. You can see a lot of things about of That's Lana true. Uh, <laughs> on the internet. But it's, it's like. PG. It's a PG, pal. You, you can say whatever you want. But oh. it's Hell like, yeah. especially when you, like, man, what. To be in dedicated, like, talk in, ru- like, a Russian accent for 12 hours a day. Right, because she would have to do it even when she wasn't. Doing press or, you know, whatever. I thought she sounded, I didn't know she wasn't Russian until I did yeah. any sort of, so I thought she did a good job mm-hmm. with it. Um, I don't know what she's doing now. She's getting. I think she just talks like herself. But then right. she'll hit that, when she says Rus- Rusev, she'll roll that Rusev. R. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's still in there. I, uh. Now Rusev is playing a Bulgarian guy. He's not really Bulgarian, right? Where I don't, I don't, I didn't look into that, but it, yes. I know he's like foreign. Er, he's yeah. a foreign. Like, I love that they turned him into a Russian for like <laughs> a half a minute. Yeah, and they're like, because at first he was the Bulgarian brute, mm-hmm. right? And then they're like, well, people don't like Russia. Why don't we just make him Russian? <laughs> yeah, like just for no reason. Yeah, and that's one of the things where like I love wrestling, but it's hard to defend wrestling, right? When, it's uh, because people don't want to suspend their disbelief, mm-hmm. which I understand. But but it also, some of it is so it's just such garbage that even like you you wouldn't fault anybody for turning off the TV. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, we're we're kind of here to talk about that garbage. Yeah. Uh, well, let's get into it. I mean, and some of these, you know, I you know, you do your research on the internet, and you. I've seen some of them I'm familiar with, some of them I've never heard of, heard of, and I think you have a great wrestling IQ mm. uh, to know some of these. That's the only thing I have a good IQ in. <laughs> uh, yeah, I put the word wrestling in front of it. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, IQ el- elsewhere. Yeah, uh, we, first, we have the Mountie. <laughs> okay, now, was it, it wasn't 
Okay, the gimmick. This is what I'm going to say. The gimmick wasn't great. It was played by Jacques Rougeau and yeah. he feuded with the Big Boss Man and Bret Hart. Which is wasn't he managed by uh, Jimmy Hart? I don't know. I think he was managed by Jimmy Hart. <laughs> Yeah, I think he was, which makes no sense because he was the mouth of the South. Yeah. But I'm 100% positive he was. He you was. can't really get much farther from the South than Canada. Right, exactly. He's like, yeah, baby. Yeah, bring it up. <laughs> and it was, it's weird because he feuded with the big boss man, also another cop. Yeah, and what's great about that, that feud ended in prison rape. <laughs> so, so you get that's why when you don't fault anybody for turning off wrestling, right? Exactly. Uh, if you're not a huge prisoner, it was it was Oz before Oz. Yeah, that's all it was. Which we'll talk about Oz, the character, Ooh, a little oh, later. Yeah, okay. uh, uh, so the Mountie. So I, I I'm going to say this. It's an example of a gimmick that shouldn't work, mm-hmm. but I think Jacques Rougeau did such mm-hmm. a good job. He's such a good heel he made it work. Mm-hmm. he made people hate his guts yeah like he beat uh was a bret hart for the for yeah the, his other few was bret hart yeah and then uh he lost it to rowdy piper pretty quickly and he was kind of done after that he mm-hmm. became the quebecers or some crap yeah um but yeah it was one of those examples of i always remembered that gimmick mm-hmm. i remember the uh we're we're the monkey yeah <laughs> we're handsome we're brave and we're strong i remember the yeah the theme everything the little he used to have this this is the best thing i think yeah it was him he had a cattle prod oh yeah and he would hit his opponents with it to beat them <laughs> oh and it would make this horrible sound effect through the arena oh yeah. which you, when you're so you had kid, to time it right yeah What's funny is that you didn't know when you were a kid. Well, at least I didn't know when I was a kid. I mm-hmm. was coming through the arena, but I go back and watch those old clips. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, this sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah. But you when you're a little kid, you don't. Yeah. When you're a kid, you're like, this is the. Wow. He actually yeah. hit him with an electric cattle prod. That's so loud. I can hear it up here in the nosebleed <laughs> section. Uh, picture perfect clear. <laughs> yeah. like the sound I've never heard before. And you'll find a lot of these gimmicks uh, are job based. <laughs> Yes. Like where it was like, why why would you make this guy a bounty now or yeah, a mounty? Why would you have why would he have to maintain that throughout his career? Right. Um, you mentioned somebody else, Roddy Piper. Roddy Rowdy Roddy Piper, who wears a kilt, who played bagpipes at certain points, but also he transcended it. And now, you know, he's right. just kind of a tough guy brawler. Right. He, I mean he did the whole well, when it was it was Indies, he was Rowdy, Rowdy mm-hmm. Piper. Yeah. When he went into, I think WWF, he became Hot Rod. Yeah. Hot Rod. With and that, everybody's think, seen of, that shirt. Right. I think you know? everybody. It like. It's weird. It's one of those things where like, he already had like a kind of a good gimmick. It's one of the few. I wouldn't say few, but it's one of the examples of a gimmick taking off better mm-hmm. in wwf which never really is yeah usually doesn't <laughs> well yeah. i mean it's like half and half mm-hmm. like some of them are like Ugh, but others are like holy crap hot rod mm-hmm. that makes sense yeah like, you know um he's, he's another example of a great gimmick mm-hmm. that's a great gimmick yeah bagpipes i mean you're gonna get mad at a guy in a kilt <laughs> you're just going to and but, he's foreign which we know, hate <laughs> We don't like the uh, another one, and that some of these are just quick hits, and we move on. But it was uh, currently one of the biggest stars is Roman Reigns. Ooh. His brother Rosie was called Rosie the Shit, or no, which stands S- for superhero in training. S H I T, superhero in training. And that's one where it was. Oh, we'll call him the Shit. That's funny. Right. 
Right, that was uh, Vince McMahon laughing his ass off. And then Listen, it was... I'm not going to lie, it's kind of funny. It remi- I'm, not, I'm not going to say <laughs> yeah, it Yeah, no, funny. it is. But where do you go from that? How- uh, he's dead now, so I think yeah. that's, re- oh, yeah. that's terrible. I'm sorry. Well, it reminds me that, and you're a big Simpsons fan. Yes. The B-Sharps episode where right. they come up with the... The name for their uh, their group, their singing group, the B Sharps. Right. They're like it needs to be some because it's a parody of the Beatles. Right. It needs to be something clever at first and then gets old over time. So right. the B Sharps. The B Sharps. Right. Yeah, That's no, how you get Rosie the shit. The shit. <laughs> and uh, I think he won the tag titles though. Probably. With, uh, Hurricane. Okay. Yeah. With the, another superhero gimmick, which actually everybody loves. Right. Well, it's because uh, he's it's a comedy character. But he like played it so goofy mm-hmm. that it worked. Yeah, and I believe it or not, uh, I think I've heard this in podcasts. Uh, Rosie really loved working with Hurricane and really, really okay. loved playing that superhero. Get like it was like fun for he like mm-hmm. he didn't think he he didn't take it serious. Yeah. Um, well, and, and if it, your character's Rosie the shit, how can you take it? You have to. <laughs> Well, I mean, he could have went out there, and I'm not sure if you have this guy on the list. He could have red roostered it. Yeah, I don't. I don't have him, but please okay. explain. So the red rooster. This is peak, not peak. My fan. And I think it'd be about peak my fandom. Mm-hmm. There was a uh, character, uh, a wrestler, Terry Taylor. Terry Terry Taylor, excellent wrestler. He's not a bad wrestler, but um, I think what happened from the stories I've heard um, through podcasts, not. People, wrestlers yeah. don't know who I am, so <laughs> they didn't tell me this. But through podcasts, is that when Vince saw him, he thought he was a like cocky. Mm-hmm. And he was like too good, thought he was too good to be whatever. Mm-hmm. So he's like, you know what? You're like the cock of the You're like the rooster. That's what you are. You're a <laughs> cock of the walk. You're a red rooster. <laughs> the gimmick is ridiculous. They yeah. made him wear a little red thing on top <laughs> of his head. But I honestly believe maybe this is just. Uh, being apologetic because I love wrestling. If he would have played that right, mm-hmm. he it could have gotten over. Yeah, but he went out there like this. Is Didn't want to play. And yeah, he wanted to be Ric Flair, but he's yeah. not Ric Flair. He's well, Taylor, he's Terry Taylor. The fact that I had to go on to explain who <laughs> Terry Taylor is, mm-hmm. even is how you know he's not Ric Flair. Yeah. So yeah, and well, and when you're saying that, just what comes to mind? Two other gimmicks that aren't aren't bad, but you. When I say them, you're not going to believe that they were real. But Val Venus, uh, okay. his character is a porn star. That is a bad gimmick. That isn't a good gimmick. Uh, I disagree. <laughs> you know, today in, in 2020, he'd be like, check out my OnlyFans Oh, my account. God. Oh, you just already turned to me. You're right. It would have been great. You'd have had a premium Snapchat. Yeah. and it's- I'm going to be on Chatterbait tonight. <laughs> 10 o'clock, ladies. <laughs> ladies. Where it was weird where he, you know, it was a, a blatantly a porn star. And his <laughs> his finisher was called the money, money shot. shot. Oh, which if you don't know what a money shot is, it is a <laughs> uh, the end scene of a porn. The ending Where scene. you make all your money. <laughs> where you make all your money, as they say. Uh, well, uh, I guess, I mean, he made a lot of money with the gimmick, yeah. I'm sure. Well, then similarly, uh, we have um, um, Charles Wright. The Poor, Godfather. The Godfather, who was a pimp. Oh, by the way, he has some gimmicks. He has a bunch of gimmicks. Uh, but I, they were on some of the list, but I'm like, I like those, so I'm not going to talk about Oh, like Papa Shango? Papa Shango, I love yeah. Papa Shango. Where he was a voodoo. He was a voodoo fucking. Yeah. Uh, just a voodoo doctor. 
and I thought it was great. I lo- I still remember him making Ultimate Warrior puke. Mm-hmm. Did you do you remember that? How, yeah. When did you become a fan? I didn't even ask. It's this. weird because uh, I'm like definitely Attitude Era, a little before Attitude Era, and then you know took took some time off in the 2000s, mm-hmm. and then I've been back. You know, <laughs> I love that we it's, talk about wrestling. Took some like, time off, <laughs> <laughs> like we. Uh, like we uh, played in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I was going to get CTE, so uh, <laughs> I had to take some time off. Well, when you're a kid and you're watching wrestling, you're like, I want to do that. You know, right. I was it's jumping off things. funny. You know? that, that is like the first thing I wanted to do. For sure. The, I, I wanted to be a wrestler. At the beginning of Jackass, it's like, don't try this at home. And then after the episode's over, you're like, you guys want to go ramp stuff on your bike? <laughs> Of course we're going to do that. Hey, you want to get into a shopping cart and slam yourself into the <laughs> wall of a abandoned Kmart? Oh, yeah. yeah. That sounds great. <laughs> uh, I don't even know, but we were talking about the Godfather. Godfather he had yeah. hose that accompanied him Hose-ya. to the ring. And I think how they got that, they would go to the local strip club. Or I think I, I remember somebody saying that if you'd like, there was a radio um, commercial. It's like, you'd like to accompany the Godfather to the ring. And they don't say hose. Right. But it's like ladies, ladies, you know, dancers. But it's like one of those that I don't think it was a bad gimmick at the time. But you look back and you're like, they had a porn star and a pimp. One of those is illegal. Of the most popular. Yeah. And by the way, what I love about Godfather is that his catchphrase was uh, uh, everyone get aboard the whole train. train. (laughs) And then his other one was light that fatty for this pimp daddy. Which, uh, uh, you know, they're on, on podcast. They said that uh, Vince McMahon didn't know what that meant. Ah, I don't fat know that's it. Yeah. true. He's definitely smoked weed. Probably. I hope so. But he calls it Mar- Mary Jane. I could see that. Uh, I could see him still calling it uh, uh, reefer. Hippie lettuce. You guys, you guys smoking that reefer back there? <laughs> he had to have smoked weed to come up with some of the gimmicks. Yeah. Like, a lot of these... Are- Come from the Vince Mountie? McMahon. That's yeah. got to be a high. You had to be high off cocaine. Yeah. Or something. Some know. kind of powder. Right. Uh, so we go from Rosie the shit to one that I grouped together called the dicks, which I didn't remember this one, but it's uh, two brothers. Uh, they're fake, you know, uh, fake brothers, two brothers who are exotic dancers and wrestlers. Oh, my. I have no idea what this is. And they come to the ring all oiled up. I, d- I didn't remember this one, but they're called. This from? This, this is from? WWE. When though? Like, I don't. I don't. You didn't see the. I time. compiled a list and I have it on a, a word document, so I didn't oh. get the date of it. But it was. It looked pretty like after the Attitude Era. And so it must have been ruthless, like the two thousand four to two thousand six ish area, where their their gimmick name is the Dicks. I do not remember that. That must have been one of those things that lasted three shows. And yeah, like get out. Yeah. this is awful. Because they're doing? D- just Chippendale dancers. Is that what it is? I knew. I knew there was a a, a writer named Big Dick Johnson, mm-hmm. and he used to come out in a speedo. <laughs> Did um, he live up uh, to his nickname? Um, I think that's why. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's it's like one of those where you see a, a huge guy named Tiny. Right, right. Big <laughs> that, Dick Johnson is definitely uh he was big in other areas though. He was a fat man. Okay. Uh, in a little tiny speedo. <laughs> but I don't remember the dicks at yeah, all. I'm I don't remember either. Look up the dicks on Google. Don't even type in WWE. <laughs> yeah. Just see what comes up. Oh, uh, it's sports. <laughs> uh then we go to everybody one of everybody's favorites, uh, the repo man. <laughs> And you're just laughing. Formerly Smash from Demolition, played by Barry uh, Darso. Barry he's, Darso. He had the Lone Ranger mask and right. like a, 
a rope with a hook on it, and what? he's coming to take your stuff. Well, my favorite thing about his whole gear, okay, the whole gimmick is he he steals stuff, but he's a repo man. Yeah, which nobody so, would like. Nobody's happy that the repo man shows up. Right, but, I mean, repo men don't steal. They <laughs> take stuff that you owe money on. Yeah. But his gimmick was, and one of my favorite things is his, uh, his gear. So he has the Lone Ranger mask. Then mm-hmm. he has this like singlet that's like gray and it has mm-hmm. a tire track over it for some <laughs> reason. And I don't know why it had a tire track over it. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh, but one, one of my favorite things is, uh, I remember this uh, from being a kid with the Repo Man was, um, oh, this is a whole, a whole storyline from the beginning of Raw to the end of Raw. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of Raw, he stole Macho Man Randy Savage's hat. So do you think Macho Man wasn't making payments on that hat? (laughs) Oh, I owe a couple more payments on that. I'll get them next month, brother. (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm a little slim Jim money. Uh, Elizabeth needed a new dress. Like it's one of those where if you look too close at the gimmick, oh, it's over. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it lasted what seven months? It didn't last. Yeah, long. not very. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, what I that's what I remember. He steals Macho Man's hat that he clearly Macho Man clearly owed money on. <laughs> uh, and then uh, at the end of the episode, Macho Man beats him back for his hat that Repo Man stole. Yeah, it doesn't make any. <laughs> not one logistics of that makes sense, but probably me as a kid was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. It's also weird that that they were like. Uh, it's from Monday Night Raw, which is not like a, a huge build to a WrestleMania. No, it was, back then it was like 51 minutes. Yeah. Now it's 14 hours. Yeah, now it's literally three so hours. It's at 8 a.m. And, uh, and it, it, it's like, uh, we'll just have him steal his hat. Yeah. And, and he'll think that's worth fighting over. Well, there was one, uh, and they didn't do a good job because like uh, two years later they had, uh, oh, this might not be on here, but uh, Jean-Pierre... Lafitte is that his name? I don't. I think so, but uh, I, I don't. He have played him a on pirate. Those. Oh yeah, I I did see him. Okay, where so he was, this is. Uh, I don't even think it was two years. It might have been a year later. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's playing a pirate and he steals Brett Hitman Hart's jacket. And that's the <laughs> whole feud. Okay, I've heard of that. Yeah, before. Yeah, like you just did the same thing with the Repo Man. Now yeah. you're just doing it again with steals a jacket. It's just a Repo Man, a pirate. Wh- which recently in WWE they did it with Dean Ambrose and Chris Jericho. With Jericho's jacket that lights up, and, oh, and right. Dean, Dean Ambrose destroyed it, and Jericho said it cost hey, fifteen thousand dollars. And he kept changing the amount. Yeah, very rest. Which that was funny. That was clearly like, yeah, they were gonna fight anyway. Let's have him steal the jacket. Right. That was, and then he didn't. Uh, Jericho uh, wreck his plant. Yeah, Mitch yeah, he, the plant. Yeah, he broke his plant. <laughs> like the crowd started chanting, <laughs> "Mitch the plant." Yeah. Oh, that was so great. Oh, I loved it. Like. So it's so weird how we were like, this is great. But then we we're like, the repo man took his hat. <laughs> I know. I guess it's just the way things are, are built. Because like, that was probably played seriously where you take a guy's hat. But the right. modern one with Jericho and Dean Ambrose. They're going to fight. And they're yeah. kind of having fun with it. Yeah. You're right. Uh, um, we also have uh, Nails <laughs> with a Z. I love it. Played by uh, Kevin, uh, I don't know how to say his last name, Wachals. He played a former prison inmate who claimed innocence, and he was abused by uh, uh, one of the prison guards, and that's how he feuds with the Big Boss Man. Yeah, he claims Big Boss Man abused him, right? Doesn't that kind of like the thing? I don't know. I mean, in what way did he abuse him, do you think? Uh, Just like mistreatment? I don't know. It could have been the same as the end of the Mountie match. (laughs) Hopefully it wasn't American History X. (laughs) Uh, Nails is uh, an example of a gimmick. 
I think that could have worked with a guy that had any sense of how to be a mm-hmm. professional wrestler, but mm-hmm. this guy sucked. And his picture is him in like the orange jumpsuit. Right. You're out of prison, dude. Yeah, I mean, why is he still <laughs> in it? Like, what is he? He just like I can't afford any more clothes. The Repo Man took all of his clothes because <laughs> he, he couldn't could... make payments because he was in jail, and that's the problem with incarceration. Right. In this, country. this is actually a prison industrial complex <laughs> podcast now. Uh, uh, he, his feud culminated with a Big Boss Man with a nightstick match, and he was released shortly after that after allegedly <laughs> assaulting Vince McMahon over money issues. He, He's uh, living the gimmick that he. Was in like he's a prisoner, right? So yeah, he apparently jumped over the table to try to choke out Vince Mc. I'm not sure if he did choke. He might yeah. have choked him out, but he didn't. Obviously, didn't kill him. Yeah. But uh, what's great is that later on, um, he testified against Vince McMahon for the steroid the trial? steroid trial yeah. trial. And uh, what's great is that um. He, he went on this long rant about how he used to force wrestlers to do steroids, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And he was unbiased because, you know, he had no ill will towards <laughs> Vince McMahon. Yeah. And then the defense attorney literally goes, do you ha- would you say you hate Vince McMahon? And he goes, yes. <laughs> so his whole reason. Just shot like, the whole <laughs> case. <just> shot- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, <laughs> we, were ta- we mentioned him twice, but an example of a gimmick that evolved from the job to something else was Big Boss Man. That's right. Who is a, a prison guard from Cobb County, Georgia. Who used to be a, a wrestler named Big Ray Trailer. Mm-hmm. Or Big Bubba Rogers, I think was his original name. I think it was Ray Trailer. Was it Ray Trailer? I think so. Ray Trailer was his real name. I'm not sure. Yeah, he was Ray Trailer. Then he mm-hmm. then he was uh, Big Boss Man in WWF. Mm-hmm. But the bad gimmick... I'm not sure if you have it on was the, the list. Was the Guardian? The Guardian. I don't have it, but yeah. Where he essentially didn't he jump from WWF to WCW? Right. So he jumps to WCW, which is the was the rival promotion, and they can't use the Big Boss Man mm-hmm. because it's copyrighted. Yeah. WWF. They came the up character is owned by WWF. Yeah. You can't just go or whatever. Yeah. So they're like, I got an idea. What if he's just the Guardian? <laughs> the Guardian Angel. I think yeah. his name was. Just the same gimmick, but like, his name is the Guardian Angel. That nothing strikes fear. Yeah, in the heart of a, of of men, men that work out. Yes, all the time. Then if you said you're gonna lose, or uh, this guy's gonna kick your ass, his name is the Guardian Angel. Why I'm, not call him the Enforcer? I don't know because they're stupid. They didn't yeah. know. Yeah, they're dumb. They're wrestling. They they promote wrestling. They don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Well, he goes from that cop. Wearing the cop outfit, essentially, to later in WWFE to the big boss man, but he's wearing like the all black tactical assault right gear. He, like he got a promotion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> where he 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 quit the force and went to a private right yeah, sector. He's part of the uh, bl- uh, Blackwater or whatever that was. <laughs> yeah, that's now. A Blackwater. Yeah. <laughs> so that's an example of like a job based gimmick that was hokey. But work, though. it did work. Weirdly That's the thing, worked. because when he came in, he was a uh, he was actually a a uh, disgraced prison guard. Mm-hmm. They used to say like he would take advantage. He's of He's a dirty cop. He's a dirty cop. Yeah. yeah. So people are like, "Ugh, dirty cop." Yeah. Ooh, I mean, people would cheer now, but that's the point. <laughs> but uh, he was a dirty cop, and then he kind of went back to being mm-hmm. a Blackwater agent, <laughs> whatever <Yeah>. he was, <laughs> mercenary for mercenary. hire. <laughs> uh, another one, another quick hit called uh, Spirit Squad. 
Spirit Squad was interesting too. They weirdly there was a group of five male cheerleaders. That's the thing when you say what strikes the fear of people right. of the guardian angel. Now now we're going to bring in five guys that are cheerleaders. And they're essentially their entire thing was they could jump high mm-hmm. and bump. Yeah, uh, which like, bumping is falling down. Yeah, uh, and you know I don't know what your audience. So like knows, when so. you go to like a basketball game and you see like all the all the like gy- gymnastic athletic people jumping around like for the halftime show, <laughs> like that was the spirit squad. Yeah, basically wrestling. they did they, che- they did cheerleading, but they were wrestlers. It was, uh, and we got Dolph Ziggler. We did, which is a, also a name that shouldn't work. But no, some, for some reason does. I don't think it does. But we just but, it's mean, around so long that yeah. we just say. Because if you said his name is Dolph Ziggler, you'd be like, what? Well, I thought the whole thing was he originally was supposed to be like a porn star. Like another porn star gimmick. What it's so weird. Like, He's so, supposed to be like Dick, uh, Dirk Diggler or whatever. Dick Diggler. Or I don't know. From uh, the movie with Mark Wahlberg. Oh, uh, Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights. Yeah. He's supposed to be like that. But then like. They were like, wait, we're going PG, pal. Yeah. We can't have you out showing your dick. Uh, so no OnlyFans for yeah. you. Which I he uh Dolph Ziggler famously dated Amy Schumer. It's very yeah. And, and I it, think he she on an interview was like, Yeah, the sex with him was too athletic. He's <laughs> just like he wouldn't bump for me. <laughs> he never sold anything. His he, gimmick, he he did too much work with his gimmick. He only gave me the money shot. <laughs> Here's one that only had one appearance, was one and done. Uh-oh. I've never heard of this. Maybe you haven't unless you've researched it. But the guy's name is uh, uh, Fantasio. Fantasio. Is that WCW? It was WCW. Or no, this was WWE. Played by uh, Harry Del Rios. Uh, is a one-time appearance of WWE. He was a mime magician. <laughs> With no intro music, he oh. wore a mask, but when he would take the mask off, he had his face painted the same as the mask. I and don't it, even know. So That's... he's painted like a mime. He takes the mask off. He's wearing mime makeup. Uh, he would sneak up behind uh, his opponent, uh, who was uh, at the time Tony DeVito. I don't know. I don't know who that is. Neither do I. And he would remove his boxers, his trunks. And that's how he got the pin. And then he also removed referee Earl Hebner's boxers. <laughs> so and then like Earl a, Hebner sold counterfeit I'm boxers ju- yeah. <laughs> out in the at, at the wrestling conventions. Right. Um, um, oh, that is bad. Just that's a one the, where he we, first off he walked to the ring with no entrance music, so people didn't even probably didn't even know he was walking out. Right. That could just be a ring guy or some crazy guy that somehow got into the aisle way and he's a mime magician. Again, another gimmick that does not strike fear in the hearts of other people. What kind of magician is just stealing people's underpants? A that, pervy one. Uh, the the perviest fanta- uh, what a stupid he's, God, he's, that one's undefensible. Uh, you can't even like some of these I can be like, well yeah. that one no. No. What is that? You said what kind of magician steals people's underwear. Um a long time ago when I was a kid, my grandpa did a magic trick in front of the family. Oh boy. Where I don't even know how it worked, but essentially I put something in my pocket and then he pulls it out and it was like a, a pair of women's underwear. <laughs> And it was like got a huge laugh in right. front of people. At you know, then you think back and you're like, somehow my grandpa, who was a widower for like twenty years, 
<laughs> had a pair of women's underwear somewhere. Just shoved up his sleeve. For a magic other. trick to for... perform on his grandson. <laughs> He'd be me too nah, yeah. for some reason. I'll defend that man till the day <laughs> I die. Uh, we, next one that we all, even when I was a kid, I was like, I don't, I don't hate this guy. I think he sucks as uh, Disco Inferno. <laughs> I like Disco Inferno. The thing is, he made it work. He a, did. As far as, like, he he, he just went out there and performed. If, you, if you're not familiar, he's uh, uh, mid-90s, mid-1990s, he yeah, is a disco good. character. We're talking 95, 96, 97, height of uh, 97. He actually got really over in 97. He won the Cruiserweight Championship, the Tag Team Championship, and the TV title. Man, what a career. And off of a guy who comes out and dances. And he's basically he's supposed to be a takeoff of uh, John Travolta's character from Saturday Night Fever. Yeah. Which is hilarious to think about um, that he was a he's playing that character 27 <laughs> years. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, I don't even know. I don't know how it, who even was it him. Did he like disco music? Like, I don't. I'm sure he didn't. And what's the Inferno about? Like, what's he... Yeah. Uh, like, I don't get, like... And his song was like, Disco Fever. And he would just, like, come out and dance. And, and I was like, disco, I like, hate this, this guy. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there was nothing to like about him. And, uh, <laughs> but he was, to his testament, he he worked it really well. I remember watching a uh, Monday Nitro, and he was either going for the TV title or defending it. Mm-hmm. And the whole crowd was chanting disco. <laughs> I'm like, how did he do this? And it was funny. This is how petty WCW was, um, could be. Uh, they thought they could hurt Stone Cold Steve Austin's finishing mm-hmm. move by having oh. him use it. So Stone Cold's finisher is the, the Stone, Stone Cold, Cold Stunner, Stunner, which is just basically a modified jawbreaker mm-hmm. with his shoulder. I'm sure people have seen it. Uh, Disco Inferno used to do it, and was called the Chart Buster. <laughs> <laughs> just why? Why? Why do we have all these things put together? And it's you'll so notice great. later in this list, a lot of WCW gimmicks are based off something that's already popular or was already something else. And oh, we'll that's get, we'll interesting. Get to that. Uh, next one we have is Heidenreich, which I'm not. I know the name, and I didn't really know the backstory, but apparently he debuted on Raw. Uh, controlled by something or someone else known as Little Johnny. I don't even remember that. And it was supposed to be like a doll that controlled him, so much how like Al Snow would have that character head, head the mannequin right. head. It was kind of like a psychological or, thing. I, the Undertaker was kind of controlled by the urn. Yeah. Or in or... Batman, we have Scarface, the character who's controlled by the ventriloquist dummy. That's right. Okay. Um... Yeah, that gimmick sucked. And it sucked. So they sent him back to developmental. Then they brought him back. Uh, he's, he re- returned with a poetry reading gimmick. He was a heel, and he would interrupt people's matches by reading poetry. So he was the genius. Yeah. Essentially a seven-foot genius. Yeah. Who couldn't wrestle. Again, what strikes fear in the hearts of wrestlers more than poetry? Well, reading. Yeah, well, I think that's <laughs> Man, I <think> you're <laughs> right. That's... <laughs> That might strike. He's like, wait, he can read? Yeah. This doesn't make any sense. Oh, my God. He's one of us. <laughs> or not one of us. He's, like, he's out of this world. <laughs> and then uh, he was last seen in an insane asylum, claiming he never wanted to wrestle in WWE again. Wait, so that's... Wait, he... That would, was... 
like on TV. Oh. That's how they ended it. And his name was Heidenreich. I don't know. I don't remember what his real name was because WWE is uh, famous for taking somebody's name like uh, ne- uh, what's Neville's real name? Um, Adrian Neville. Adrian Neville. And then they just shorten it to Neville. Neville. Well, no one name. I don't think he had more than was uh, his real name was, Heidenreich. I don't, I don't even know. know. I'm going to say the only thing I really remember of Heidenreich was two things. Mm-hmm. Once again, a lot of rape mm-hmm. uh, going on in wrestling. I don't know what that's about. But uh, there was a scene in Mike, uh, with Michael Cole, the, yeah, announcer, the announcer, where they, I guess, sort of implied Heidenreich was assaulting him. <laughs> yeah. And then the other one was uh, he came out and he was supposed to be like, Part of the Legion of Doom. Yeah. He. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Uh, he came back out because the Legion of Doom. One of the the guys was looking for a tag team partner. Right. So that he joined the Legion of Doom. But, formerly a po- poetry reader. Now he's joining one of the most iconic tag teams of all time. And the crowd rightfully shit all over it. They were <laughs> like, "Fuck this. Go yeah. back to rape." Yeah. They were. Please. That's how bad they were at him. Could you please uh, read poetry to us? It, it's so weird when you look back at like those. It's it was called the Attitude Era. The well, like right when like Howard Stern was at the height right. of it in South Park, where it, you, you'd look back and you're like, oh, I can't believe they actually did that. Where it's cringe now, right? With certain things, not necessarily South Park because they um, pushed the boundaries with the everything. Stuff that makes me cringe from the Attitude Era isn't so much like. The gimmicks, yeah, but it's the stuff that happened with the women. Like, the evening just, gown match, the evening having gown mud wrestling, wrestling pudding. Like, I, it's just so... I'm I like, was gosh. watching the WWE, and it was like one of those random, like, where they're, they're just showing... It's like where you actually watch the WWE channel. Right. Whatever programming is playing at the moment. And it was one of those Extreme Rules pay-per-views, and it was a women's match. And it was like a house... It was like a house, I don't know what they call it, but it was like a housewife match where they had like an ironing board and a broom and all the stuff that like you would, like a 50s housewife. Right. But it was like 2000 something. Right. And you're like, I can't believe somebody was like, let's do that. What's funny is they did that earlier with China Mm -hmm. versus Jeff Jarrett. They did a house... um, God, I don't even know what they called it. Which, uh, if if that would, I would be fine with that. If Jeff Jarrett is playing the heel, the he bad is. guy, and that's what I was gonna say is, it's yeah. weird that they that that they uh, the one thing they got right about women back then was Jeff Jarrett would come in and be like, these people belong in the kitchen, and mm-hmm. China would come out and be like, yeah, do I belong in the kitchen? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and then she would play the hero and kick his ass, right? And it know? was awesome. So they kind of built it. That was the correct way to do it. Yeah. Though. Man, there were some times where it was like they made Trish Stratus bark yeah. like a dog in the middle of the ring, and she's always like, "Yeah, I was for it," but I'm mm-hmm. like, still like yeah. watching it. I'm like, like "Oh boy, she had to strip naked too." Oh god, there were a lot of like bikini contests and rest for nothing. Just it's just to get fourteen year old boners yeah. popping and ratings. And I'll popping, tell you, yes, it worked. <laughs> it worked. Also, they still kind of do it. It's weird but how it's like weird how they do it. The women's revolution, and then but then they'll have like a woman just shower, like the scene where she's showering or coming out of the shower. I'm like, yeah. you don't need that. Um, Alexa Bliss had one, yeah, recently, recently where she's just topless. But I mean, she's she's covered yeah. up, and she's but, like a people like her. She's yeah. a good performer. And uh, but the thing was is that the video, I guess, was like the highest 
watched video. <laughs> but it works. Like this thing. Like, and then she has. But the thing is, too, is I think uh, I think the difference now is that the women have more say mm-hmm. in what they're doing. I think they don't like. Like you're not going to see Becky Lynch doing a uh, mud wrestling match yeah. unless she's like. I want to try to do the diva stuff, like <laughs> yeah. unless she's like, I want to do an evening gown mat. Like yeah. you're not gonna see it. Mm-hmm. So, and even if she wanted to do it, she probably still wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah, but like uh, they still have more say in like how they're portrayed. But mm-hmm. back then, they did not. No, they were just like, all right, you're gonna show your tits. Well, a lot of times they were love it. They were hired off their looks, and then they're like, yeah, we'll teach you to wrestle. Like after, you know. Like, oh right, that's right. Yeah, there's a lot of terrible women gimmicks back from back then. Um, what's else on your list? I've, uh, we have the goon, the former goon. hockey player turned wrestler, ho- who somehow still well wears his uniform to the ring and his gloves and his pads, yeah, but not That's, skates because how that, would you? Yeah, exactly. That would be hilarious if he wore his skates and just tripped the whole time <laughs> oh. and cut up the the ring. And, yeah, uh, just ruined, just ruined everything. <laughs> that he only goes on last. I remember the goon. Uh, we uh, have uh, Kerwin White. If you're familiar Kerwin with White this, I didn't remember Chavo him. Chavo Guerrero. Yeah, so it was, it was two appearances. I think he made Chavo Guerrero drafted to Raw mm-hmm. and denounced his Mexican heritage. Oh my god! <laughs> That's so bad. And then he drove a golf cart to the ring <clears throat> with a caddy who was played by Dolph Ziggler. All he right. wore a button-down shirt, sweater around his neck, and eventually the gimmick was dropped after. It was his uncle or cousin, Eddie Guerrero, passed away. Yeah, Eddie Guerrero passed away, and they're like, well, maybe he shouldn't be denouncing his yeah. Hispanic heritage. I think this could have been a good gimmick, if it, not necessarily if he was like, I don't want to be Mexican anymore, but more so that he played that rich, snooty character. Right. Because that happens all the time. That was Alberto Del Rio. Right. I I, I just don't think Kerwin White is, that is mm-hmm. such a Vince McMahon. Who, well, Kerwin is like one of the, Kerwin selfies, I think is his name, was like a camera guy. I think director. Still it, direct, yeah. He's for the director of WWE. W, yeah, you don't. So if you ever see those awful cuts they make and uh, <laughs> you get, uh, feel sick from all the. Uh, all the jumps. Jumps and stuff. Yeah. That's him, so. Which, uh, which I. I think it's almost justified now because everything is HD mm-hmm. and you can kind of tell when something doesn't hit. Oh yeah, uh, sometimes I watch uh, other like like AEW or mm-hmm. like uh, Impact, and sometimes they they won't cut, and you can just see like the fist missing mm-hmm. by about a hundred feet, and you're like. But it's also annoying when they'll switch angles right when something hits. Right. Or right, that famously recently in this past Royal oh, Rumble. Yes. Edge debuts. He comes back after being gone for ten to fifteen years from neck surgery, career ending, and he's back. Right. And then they cut to the audience to get some kind of reaction. And they miss his first spear. They <laughs> miss his first finishing move he hit. They did it with AJ Styles when he came back in the Royal Rumble. Right. At least that one. That was like, just the debut of him walking out. Right. That wasn't like him hitting a move, and you could kind of be like, it was kind of neat to see like Roman be like, what the f-? yeah, like that and that look like who yeah, and then uh, but like the edge thing is inexcusable, mm-hmm. absolutely like they had to fix it the next day. There mm-hmm. was a so that's a bad gimmick because WWE camera work yeah, what a terrible yeah. gimmick. They need to get they it's need not to get gotten better over the years. No, it hasn't. I, in some ways it has. I'll give them that. Um, we got a we got a few more, and then we can Ooh. wrap it up. Glacier. Uh, 96, he debuted in 96 and as a reaction to Mortal Kombat. That's a WCW gimmick. They're just, they'll just do Sub-Zero. Pretty, I would have loved if they would have done like Scorpion. Mm-hmm. That would have been better if they would have had a guy come out and breathe fire well, and uh, throw a hook at people. The other one, the, it could have been the Repo Man. <laughs> 
Cabal. Repo Man is Cabal. No, not Cabal. Uh, Kano. That's uh, who it is. We had uh, Mortis, who I was. I forgot about these characters. Mortis, who was also like uh, Mortal Kombat, and then Wrath. Mortis and Wrath. I forgot what they were called though. They were called something, weren't they? Uh, or was it just Mortis and Wrath? Maybe I don't. I don't remember. But you, if you look at their the pictures provided in this, you know, some of the lists I was looking at, I'm like. But that's Mortal Kombat for sure. Exactly. It was like Shao Kahn or like something like that. Like yeah. it was just very like. We're, which I, I think if you're going to take a gimmick, I don't think any of these were bad to take. But also just don't make them so obvious they were rip-offs. Lit- Glacier was literally Sub-Zero without the mask. Mm-hmm. I mean, he even had the eye thing. Yeah. that's uh, it, was cr- it was stupid. Visually it was- looks great because it already is great right. in right. the game. You just took something and made it worse somehow. <laughs> you like, how do you... Uh, his entrance, uh, this is Glacier, featured a blue laser light, synthetic snow falling, and it took up to two minutes for him to remove his gear in the ring and do karate, and apparently that cost like $35,000 for his ring gear. It also, uh, I think the gimmick itself ended up being like in the millions of dollars to create. That's what it said. It took the entrance, uh, it took like half a million for all this snow and these lights, and they scrapped the after only four matches. <laughs> They're like, wow, we just dumped. I love it. It's like the Bloomberg campaign. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, we let's just set my money Half on a fire. billion, and then right. let's drop out. Oh, my God. That is, wow, Glacier in the Bloomberg campaign. Yeah. I never thought I would draw comparisons. Which, I mean, I don't know why it failed. As a kid, I would have, I don't know even, I, I would have loved that. I was 12. 12? I was 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was shit. It was shit right from the beginning. I don't think I ever enjoyed it. And it's and again, you know, it's bad when a kid is like, "This sucks." A twelve-year-old, yeah, a twelve-year-old kid. Me, I was just sitting there looking at the screen like, "This is gar. Like, this is just <laughs> Sub Zero. What are they doing?" Yeah, and like, this is like maybe a year after I really found out wrestling wasn't real. Mm-hmm. I mean, I knew it wasn't, but that like, was devastating when I was like, my my mom and my brother. I would fight with them to be like, "Let wrestling's real." And then I would watch it with my dad. So I was like, Dad, tell him wrestling's real. And he's like, yeah, it's probably not. And like, I felt worse after that than when I found out Santa Claus wasn't real. Yeah, because it feels like a whole billion-dollar corporation pulled one on you instead of just like your mom and dad. I can't believe Vince McMahon and his porn star characters (laughs) and pimps would do this to me. You're telling me. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, the thing with... uh, the thing with uh, finding out wrestling, the, I don't know if I. I think it was like kind of just I didn't have like an aha moment. Mm-hmm. Mine just kind of gradually was like, oh yeah, uh, and it didn't. It's weird. It didn't deter deter my love for your viewership. It. My it actually made a yeah. increased it a little. Well, because you have to realize it's uh it's acting, it's athletics. Mm-hmm. They're real athletes. Mm-hmm. It's um put together. It's a choreographed dance, right? Predetermined. You have to write. You have to have create creative people. People get thrown off cages. Yeah, they get set stunts. on fire. And that's the thing that anybody that doesn't like wrestling or will talk down to you about wrestling, their first thing is always what? It's fake. Yeah, or they'll say, "Don't you know that's fake?" Yeah, like we know. Like everything is fake. Right. Every TV show you watch is fake. Even the I'm doing air quotes real stuff is fake. Right. Uh, In some way. Yeah. Exactly. Like I mean, UFC the fighting is real. Yeah. But everything up to it, they don't. It's a show. That's WWE. What WWE does is have a great build to make you want to watch something. Right. Politics Uh, anymore? 
It's re- it's wrestling. Yeah, dude. they all shake hands and mm-hmm. blow each other or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Probably well, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> what politics have you been watching? I'm the thinking about count. running for office. I'm going back to the Valvinus. Um, here's last couple ones. Could be the worst one in terms of uh, poor taste. Eugene. Okay, Eugene. For okay, first off, it worked. I don't know how it did, but it did. He's the special needs nephew of Eric Bischoff, uh, and they went full uh, special needs, full as, handicapped, <laughs> full as the character in. Uh, I don't want to use the wrong term, right? So forgive me if, but it's uh, like they they basically had a guy pretend he was a mentally handicapped person mm-hmm. and. Uh, he wore like one of those uh, windbreaker jackets and tights. Right. And looking at his photo, putting this list together, it has a name tag set that says, "Hello, my name is Eugene." Right. And Eugene, I think the E is backwards or something. Or if I didn't see if the E was backwards, but Jesus Christ! Yeah. <laughs> You're like, they, come on. Yeah. Uh, and it, went, he, it got over, and it wasn't what, like one of Eugene's gimmicks was that he was a super fan of all the other wrestlers. So he would take everybody's finisher. Yeah, he would, so, you know, love Hulk Hogan and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, so he it was played by a guy named Nick Dunsmore, I think. Nick Dinsmore, yeah. Dinsmore, Dinsmore. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he's actually a very, very good wrestler. Who play, a, yeah, he play, if if we're defending the character which i'm not he played it very well he played it incredibly well but if they did it now no they Oof. would be lit up it yeah would not be, but but what's also the crowd loved him mm-hmm. it was crazy it's it's weird because when if you can make the argument of like oh why should we have a black little mermaid to see people like you on screen mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying but then also, if you show somebody that's uh, special needs, somebody like that on screen, is that distasteful? To sh- where it's like if you see a Special Olympics know. and you I, see somebody I wonder that's if like it you. Is. I think the only is problem he, was he's not special needs. You that's the thing. Is there? Oh, it's man. blackface of We're special get, needs. Yeah, right. We're going to get into I don't think there could be a person who has special needs that becomes that's a special needs. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I, I mean, mean, maybe. I don't know. But it's like one of those things where... Obviously, you sh- this shouldn't have happened. <laughs> Who? Somebody in the boardroom was like, Look, how about if we make him? I'm saying when <laughs> I came up with the Eugene gimmick, <laughs> I apologize. This is inside the actor's gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I was in a rough place. Yeah. It's just odd how that just snuck by everybody. Yeah, nobody it, really. I don't remember there being a lot of backlash to it. No. That's the thing that's crazy about wrestling is like. They still get away with things that you're like. Oh yeah. Like remember uh who was it? Uh, Jinder Mahal did mm-hmm. the uh uh did a uh, Jap a terrible Japanese oh, yeah. accent like, to Shinsuke Nakamura, I Japanese don't know wrestler. Why it got Maybe because he's not white? Maybe cuz he's Asian cuz he's Well, I guess he is. He's, he's from he, India. He's from Canada actually. Oh, is Oh, but <laughs> he's, he's Indian, Indian of Indian descent. So, um Maybe that. So maybe helps. it lessens if if it's just not a white guy doing it. You know, yeah. I'm just saying I'm tired of these Canadian Indians <laughs> coming to doing our these country. Asian accents. <laughs> uh, these are those are my racist Asian accents. <laughs> That's my heritage, not hate. <laughs> That's my hate, not yours. <laughs> That's what it should be. It's just my- mad that he's stealing his gimmick of being racist. <laughs> um, we have uh, this one I learned about uh, from a former guest. Um, from the Obtuse Angles podcast. Check it out if you enjoy this podcast. 
Tuesday. Uh, yeah, but right. it's um, uh, Mike Awesome, uh, known as the Fat, Fat Chick, Chick Thriller. Thriller. <laughs> that 70s guy. Yeah. That was, uh, I don't know what they were thinking. Well, first off, it was the Fat Chick Thriller who just loved fat chicks and would have them like eat stuff on camera, like just hanging around. I don't get, that doesn't, that, Eugene makes more sense than that. <laughs> That doesn't. How does that translate to wrestling? Where, what's what's his gimmick? Oh, he likes fat. He fa- likes fat ladies. <laughs> he likes watching them eat. That doesn't and, make any sense. And he wants to fight about it. He wants it. He's mad. Big whoop. Want to fight also, about it? <laughs> That's the whole gimmick. He's like, yeah, I like fat girls. You want to fight? Nobody cares if you like fat girls, dude. That's fine. Yeah, dude. No, dude. She's she's big and she's beautiful. I'm gonna fight you now. Like, whoa, we didn't. No, we say agree. She's, she's beautiful. She, everyone's really agreeable. Yeah. Like, and oh. then his other one was that '70s guy, which was a reaction to that '70s show. This is a WCW gimmick, where he dressed in '70s clothes and hosted a segment called the Lava Lamp Lounge, and he drove to the ring in a VW bus. I don't want to say that they're related, but Mike Awesome hanged himself later. And I think he might have seen that he was the fat chick thriller and was like, oh, God, what oh, was no. I doing? Uh, he, um, I don't know how you go from a guy who was called like the most destructive force in ECW mm-hmm. history, and he would do these crazy power bombs. Amazing. And he safe. was safe, too. Huge he, dude. Huge like guy, thick, athletic. Yeah. He would like do frog splashes and moonsaults and mm-hmm. stuff. And he was like 6'7", he weighed 300 pounds, mm-hmm. and they come up with fat chick <laughs> thriller. <laughs> Do you think somebody has a, just had a notebook laying around of ideas, and one of them is just fat chick thriller? It had like maybe they saw him like maybe he really dug dig dug fat chick yeah, or may- something, and he was just into big women, and they were like, we should call him the fat chick. Thriller. You just gotta be yourself, turned up to eleven, brother. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, well, I really like double the size of fat chicks now. <laughs> oh my god, I don't understand it. I uh, man, some of the stuff makes me hurt. Yeah. So this makes me not want to be a wrestling fan. I know. This I doesn't mean, help my fandom. <laughs> no, it, hurt, it hurts it. Uh, we have uh, Isaac Yankum. <laughs> That's the worst one. Jerry Lawler's dentist, and he comes out, and his interest, mu- interest music is a drill. The and whole it was just a, 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 a dentist with bad teeth. He had terrible teeth, which shouldn't make any sense, because if you're a dentist, you should have great. Because yeah. that would have made it fun. Like, he's got amazing teeth. Mm-hmm. He's kind of cocky. He's like yeah. a dentist. But they go, he has... He's a terrible dentist. His, his gimmick was he's not a very good dentist. <laughs> uh, he's not a good role model yeah. for uh, mouth hygiene, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what the gimmick <laughs> was, really. The, I got, the backstory to the Isaac Yankum uh, story, uh, the gimmick was, uh, this is from other podcasts and other wrestlers talking about it, was somebody had a joke where the punchline was, yeah, my dentist, Isaac Yankum. Oh, it was Bobby Heenan. Oh, Bobby yeah. Heenan, he was like, I got I got Or was it Jim, Jim Cornette? It's probably, it sounds like a Bobby was, Heenan thing. Maybe Cornette or- but His name's I Yankum. I Yankum, yeah. right. And Vince McMahon- he would pop every day. Yeah. He would love pop, laugh, whatever. Mm-hmm. He would he would just laugh every time he heard it. And he was like, we got to do that for a get. <laughs> like, this is where his mind That's goes. Those, those jokes where it's like, yeah, uh, did you read that book, The Yellow River by I.P. Daly? <laughs> right. That'd be great if that was a gimmick. Yeah. If he, if he, every, like, punchline to a joke, 
he heard. Was, yeah. Was those, just those uh, types of jokes. Oh, we got to get a character named Mike Cox. <laughs> Mike Cox. He's, his name's Amanda Hug and Kiss. <laughs> He's just a, oh, man. Ooh. Uh, I don't know who your last one is on this okay. list, but how about a gimmick that on paper looks like it would not work in a mm-hmm. million years, but work to the point where it's like still talked about today? Okay. Uh, gold Dust. That's, well, the next one was Seven, Ooh. who played Gold, who was Gold Dust. So we'll, we'll talk about all this right now. And they, when they, whenever you hear somebody talk about Gold Dust, he was a quote androgynous character, not sexual, but a lot of it was he geared was, toward being gay. And famously, uh, uh, Jerry Lawler was like, "Are you gay?" Used a different word, right? On on TV. Uh, and uh, weirdly, to their credit, they got away from... Like, I think it was within the first three months they got away from it. Yeah. And it just started kind of more pushing the androgynous mm-hmm. stuff. And uh, I don't know what it was, but man, Dustin Rhodes absolutely knocked that mm-hmm. gimmick out. He's just a guy. He was... Full jumpsuit. Right. And it was what's weird is that they came up... I This is... Hey, now this is where I... Lo- now I'm back in the loving wrestling. Yeah. The whole thing came up with Dustin Rhodes is sitting in the office with Vince, and Dustin Vince is like, well, what do you like? And Dustin's like, I like movies. I love movies. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge movie fan. He's like, what about the Oscar? Mm-hmm. It's just a gold mm-hmm. thing, and it's got no parts. You don't know what it is. What about something like that, like gold dust? Mm-hmm. And that's how the gimmick was. That's yeah. great. To me, that's genius. Yeah. That's such a level of genius. Like, as as many eye yankums <laughs> as Vince McMahon has, he has a gold dust. Yeah. He has an undertaker. It's crazy. It's based off what the guy likes, so at right. least he has something in, in, uh, invested in the character. And then... He he keeps uh, for some reason Vince is like pushing the androgyny thing. Mm-hmm. He's like, you got to make it so you don't know where this guy's coming from. Mm-hmm. This thing's coming from, and go, I mean, he Dustin Rhodes knocked it. If you go back and watch that stuff, he mm-hmm. knocks it out of the park. The tattoo with Razor, mm-hmm. he has the heart tattoo on his chest, and mm-hmm. it says Razor Ramon, and it, <laughs> it made the wrestlers uncomfortable. Uh, yeah. The wrestlers would be uncomfortable because he would do all this like gay shit. I'm yeah. saying it in quotes so yeah, you guys yeah. know <laughs> that I'm not. But it was, yeah, it was weird. And he did it for, what, 15 he years? He did it for 20 15 years. years. Yeah. And it kind of evolved. He he, yeah. he, he went, he had uh, uh, Marlena mm-hmm. come out as his, so it really threw everyone for a loop because yeah. now he has this like hot lady. Uh, it's always weird when like viewers are like, what, is he gay? I need to know if he's right. gay or and straight. And then they started cheering him. It yeah. was so weird because like two years or he... Channing, you're gay, Adam. Mm-hmm. Like you know, as an yeah. insult, and then uh, two years later, they're like cheering for yeah. Gold Dust. It was so nuts. Do you imagine how good of a character actor and wrestler you had to be to turn homophobia? <laughs> <laughs> People were cheering for homophobia. Uh, uh, a gay guy. It was I, crazy. I, like somebody in the audience, like I don't agree with your lifestyle, but I support you fully. <laughs> <laughs> I support your life choices, Gold Dust. <laughs> Listen, I'm not. I'm not for it personally. <laughs> But whatever makes you happy in the long run, that's what they're this chanting. I was changing hearts and minds. Uh, and then another character that... Seven, I don't. Seven was, they dropped it immediately. Immediately. I mean, he went to the ring and he's like, uh, yeah, this sucks. Well, it, it said in the article it was a work shoot. So what that means, if you're not familiar with wrestling, it was a work. It was fake, but it was also like he's putting some truth in there as well. Right. I, I so, feel like I'm going to plummet your listenership. 
No. By 100%. I just, it's, whenever you talk about wrestling, it's hard. So I'm trying to explain it to somebody if right. they, they've made it this far. Uh, but uh, face painted, uh, Seven was a face painted character who in his vignettes was standing outside of a child's window. So which, he's a pedophile. And you can watch it on YouTube, and it's so weird of, like, he's standing outside, and clearly the gimmick is he's floating. Right. Because he floated to the ring for his first debut, but in the window he's floating, so his body's, like, move. I don't know how they did that effect. I, I don't either, and also it's just it's like they were like, gold dust, but now let's crank it up. He, yeah. Does he like children? <laughs> For if they were going to let gays, next they're going to have pedophiles. Right. That, yeah, that's probably what Eric Bischoff taught. And he comes out floating, and then he's like, look look at this garbage they made me do. Oh, like, wow. Yeah. It's yeah, so... you can watch that on, on YouTube, too. It's a lot uh, of fun. Mantar, uh, he's a guy with a bull head <laughs> on, and sometimes he would moo at his opponents. I don't know how... So this guy, like, if you ever seen like a mounted buffalo head? Right. He's walking to the ring with that, and he somehow has to get into the ring with the buffalo Did head on. Did he take it off? I can't remember. He took it off once he got in the ring because I was watching the entrance. That's just Mantar. I don't remember that one. I remember the name, but I don't remember it. Mantar sounds like a racial slur. <laughs> like, I'm tired of these Mantars coming these in. These Mantars are out here eating all the grass. <laughs> I mean, why does everybody got to so, be so mantar nowadays, you know, <laughs> on my TV? Uh, we have uh, 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 Arachna Man. I, I don't, don't know if you even... Know. Now you're getting into it's, a place where... This is just Spider-Man and WCW. It was a guy that was a spider. Oh, my that's God. That's it. That is... Okay, that's worse than mantar. Uh, Primo and Epico. I, I did this one recently. Oh, Where really? they came back. Um, this was on, from me, my list where they came back and they were doing commercials for Puerto Rico. They're trying to be like Puerto Rican. Like uh, it was like they were on the t- the tourism board for Puerto Rico and all their vignettes were like come to Puerto Rico. But they, and they were like what? handing out pamphlets on the way to the ring. It didn't make any sense. No, like so th- so then they want you to come to Puerto Rico but they're going to fight over it. And then, <laughs> like, yeah, it's like yeah. <laughs> it's almost the Patrick film. <laughs> Thriller <laughs> thing Puerto all over Rico again. Thriller. We love Puerto Rico. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, you want to fight? Like, no. no. Puerto Rico's cool, fine. man. <laughs> it's part of the U.S., right? Uh, we have the Yeti. He debuted uh, in a block of ice. The Yeti was a guy named... Do you have his name down there? No, I don't. Okay, he was like a Stan something, I think it was. Huge he, guy. I'm not sure. He wasn't El Gante. I don't no, think he'll, they're the same person. Then later, he was a super giant ninja, I think. I don't have it in my notes, but... <laughs> <laughs> super giant that sounds ninja. like a four-year-old came up with it <laughs> what's uh, that super giant ninja <laughs> uh so he debuted in a block of ice and his name is the yeti when it when he thought a thought out turns out he was a mummy so his name's the yeti he's a mummy and you know how mummies uh move around all right. athletic and the, jumping around and fast the the thing i remember the most the only thing i remember about the yeti was this is the only thing people remember i know what you're gonna say go ahead is it the giant yeah the Giant, who is the big show, uh, who's the giant, his gimmick was that he was Andre the Giant's son. That's right. Was giving a bear hug to Hulk Hogan, and the Yeti comes out and gives him uh, the same bear hug, so they're essentially hugging the same guy. But it doesn't look like he's- And it looks like he's humping him. It just looks like (laughs) Hogan and the Yeti are Eiffel Towering. (laughs) Uh, Gross. uh, (laughs) <laughs> the big show. Well, they the can't giant. Eiffel Tower the big show. He's too big. 
So then to do Hogan. That'd be like a Brooklyn, more of a Brooklyn bridging. I don't know what that, I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, Then last two we have, I don't, I didn't remember this, the Mexicools. Oh my God. Who was Psychosis, Super Crazy, crazy and Juventud Guerrero. All good wrestlers. All good uh, luchador wrestlers. And they were basically, uh, they'd come out Mexican as stereotypes, and they yeah. would come out, came out and on a lawnmower <laughs> they called the Mexican Limo 2005. And it's, ti- it's time stamp right there. That was in 2005. Just to let you know, this is when this bad idea A lawnmower out. for Mexicans is called a Mexican Limo. What is- in their defense, it was one of those zero turns <laughs> that's very expensive. Yeah, it's a very expensive... What I love about that is, I guess I heard that they kind of came up with it, but it's still in okay. my head. But like, it's also like still offensive. Even yeah. if they came up with it, that's yeah. what they think that other people will like. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, what if we came up with an idea where we're gardeners? <laughs> you know, like how a lot of people think that's all we do. <laughs> we just do yard work. Yeah, we just sit out at Home Depot all day. Like that's like their gimmick. <laughs> just yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Um, and then finally, one of the most iconic ones, if you've not seen this video, I urge you to go look it up on YouTube, the debut of the Shockmaster. Oh my God, that's right. That's the uh, t- uh, Typhoon or Tugboat. And uh, he is wearing a Star Wars... It's a Stormtrooper helmet covered in <sighs> glitter. And it's like it's legitimate, like some of the most famous wrestlers like Sting and Ric Flair are doing this feud and they need a tag team partner and Sting is like this is a guy that's going to shock the world the shock master and there's a big explosion boy did he and he's supposed to jump through this drywall wall but the wall doesn't the bottom of the wall doesn't break so he jumps through and falls through the stormtrooper helmet falls, falls off. off that's right and and he has to like pick it up and put it back on and then he does he cuts a promo he talks to Sid Vicious but you can't hear him through the the helmet, so they have to like pre-record it. And the voice or it's like, "Let me tell you something, Sid Vicious." Right, and uh, his arm motions are Don't not match up to the recording. The recording and his voice is played by Ole Anderson. Okay, it wasn't even <laughs> his voice. Fred. So they're like, "We're never gonna have this guy talk." Apparently, right? Uh, and. I think it. I think they kind of tried to save it and give him like a clumsy gimmick or okay. something. But boy, that and was, that was on I guess live TV. I guess th- it was on live Saturday night. Uh, <laughs> main of or uh, WCW Saturday night, and uh, the wrestlers, if you go back and watch it, are visibly laughing. Yeah, at you can hear li- Ric Flair go, "Oh God, <laughs> <laughs> oh God." <laughs> well, and. It, that's a part. A lot of it. Why this sucks so bad? Because it's live TV, so it's one and done. Yeah, it's if you over. mess up, it's over. Which it reminds me, and not even a gimmick. We can wrap up on this. I wasn't going to talk about it, but the whole Katie Vick storyline oh, of man. Triple H. Uh, we had former Isaac Yankum DDS turns to Kane. Who one is, of the great gimmicks. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, Isaac Yankum. He also, by the way, uh, he has more bad gimmicks. Okay. Yankum also was fake diesel. Fake diesel, yeah. And uh, I think that was actually it. Which is a two. good example of there were characters Razor, Razor Ramon and Diesel mm-hmm. left. So that's Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. They right. go to WCW and now are their real names. Good. They can't use Razor Ramon and yeah. Diesel. So now they bring in a fake Razor Ramon <laughs> and fake Diesel. 
we're supposed to be managed by Jim Ross. Yeah. You know, everyone's (laughs) hated, one of the most hated people. They try to turn him into a bad guy for some, I don't know. But yeah, so he turns into Kane, who is the Undertaker's brother, which Mm -hmm. is one of the all-time great. Yeah. All-time great gimmicks ever is Kane. And uh, they had the storyline is Caden was drunk driving or something and killed a his girlfriend Katie Vick. Katie Vick. So of course, uh, drunk. You don't. Why would you ever want to claim a, one of your characters was drunk driving? Right. But um, also now Triple H and killed a woman. Yeah, it killed her. By the way, the person we're describing is the good guy <laughs> in this yeah. scenario. Yeah, it should have been like he's the face. I don't even know how you. Th- it's just flawed from the jump. Of Is the it like a line. Ted Kennedy thing that they think <laughs> people are like? Well, he got away with it. Yeah, he could do that. And so Triple H is is threatening to reveal this info. He eventually does, and then he goes. I don't know how he they, he goes to like the funeral of Katie Vick before the ceremony. But did they? I don't remember. Did it happen then? Like, I thought it was like he. Un- I think it was years before that. So, again, I'd have to go back and look at the storyline for this to even make sense. Yeah, I don't think it does. But what it comes down to is Triple H having sex with the corpse <sighs> of Katie Vick in the casket in the funeral home. And that was not live TV. That was pre-recorded. Yeah, they, <laughs> and you know what's crazy is I heard that people were like, we we should not be doing this. Yeah. Everybody like a, was going to Vince Bru- McMahon Bru- and was like, Bruce we should Richard not was uh, at the thing and he's like, I don't want to record this. Yeah. <laughs> he was literally like, I do not want to film this. Yeah. I don't want any part of this. Mm-hmm. And he, I guess he kept trying to screw it up on purpose. 15 hours. Oh they my shot God. this. They shot a dead body getting banged by Triple H. By. Yeah, by the what's going to probably be the CEO of the company one day. Yeah, now in one of his. Can you imagine if he ever ran for public office? They would just have to show him being like, "Katie, I'm about to bang your brains out." <laughs> well, um, uh, look, um, that's a pretty good Triple H, by the way. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I've been working on it. But uh, that I mean, there's plenty more gimmicks we could talk about. We could, but we we'll have to do a part two. One part day. two, but part uh, worst gimmicks. Yeah, we'll have to come back with a new gimmick. Uh, yeah, we're gonna have to. I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna put the eighty pounds back on. <laughs> uh, and, if, uh, and if you don't do it, I'm gonna put on eighty pounds. Hell yeah! <laughs> so one of us is putting eighty pounds on. Uh, so tune in next time to see which one of us sounds fatter. <laughs> they can see us, right? This is clearly yeah, being recorded. Uh, it's good to be here on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Just both of us. <laughs> Just. <laughs> Why does it sound like there's pudding in their throats? <laughs> oh, there is. Because <laughs> uh, there is. Plug your social media one more time. Oh, at Westward Comedy on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, White Forest Whitaker is the album. It's on Spotify, Pandora, all of them. Excellent. Uh, thank you again for listening to the Field Trip Podcast, and I'll see you next time. Hey, thanks again for listening to the podcast. If you could just do me a quick favor, whatever platform you listen to the field trip on, just give me a positive review for the show. If you don't mind, and if you could tell a friend about the show, that would be even better. If you want to know more about me, BrentComedy.com is the website and updated tour schedules over there. Uh, Links to social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. You can pick up your emotional support beer koozies over there. And if you want a shirt that I've been wearing in one of my videos, go to teespring.com and search for Brent Terhune. Uh, All that stuff is right there on the website. So thank you again for listening, 
and we'll see you on the next field trip.